I gotta hang out with you more often. You call me eloquent. <laughs> you, know, you give me all these. Com- I mean, I'm feeling really good. You're getting ready to go into camp. Man, you got my my self esteem boosting right now. So thank you very much. Hello, welcome to Always College Football. Today is Tuesday, August second. We are just a couple days away from the Hall of Fame game getting kicked off, which is the first actual football game of the 2022 season. So yes, count me as one of the crazies that will be all in from Canton, Ohio on Thursday evening. I'm Greg McElroy. Along with me, as always, Mark Kubiak. We appreciate you being with us from wherever it is you're getting the show, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or if you're here with us on the ESPN YouTube channel, we really appreciate you being with us. Please like, rate, and subscribe. It helps us out. It helps the show out. And also let us know in the comments. If there's something you'd like us to improve upon, let us know. We want to get better. We want to tailor the content to you. We have a great game plan here for you today as we're going to have a terrific visit. Terrific visit with Kalani Satagi, the head coach of BYU. What a job he's done. What a program he's built the last couple of years. And we're going to talk a little bit about the bigger picture. What is it like to be an independent in college football? Is it that bad? We'll discuss it. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, we're joined now by one of my favorite coaches in America. Uh, He knows it. I've told him this uh, in person. Uh, He is Kalani Sataki. He has done a remarkably good job at BYU and what a season he's coming off of. The last couple of years have been phenomenal. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. You're, you're one of my favorite guys, as long as I don't <laughs> defend against you, you know. So uh, I'm just happy to be on here and talk ball, man. Appreciate it. No, it's great, man. And, and we've, we've called your games the last couple of years, and, and we've been around your program, and we've seen it up close. We've seen some of the most miraculous games. I still will never forget the game against Tennessee a couple of years ago where it was, what, third and 18, you guys were backed up, and somehow Zach Wilson, no one at this point knew who Zach Wilson was, by the way, throws a strike downfield to tie the game and go to overtime where you guys inevitably went on the road at Neyland. It was like one of the more remarkable things I've ever witnessed with my own two eyes. So was that kind of the moment, 
I guess, with the with the program that has kind of took it to new heights because you followed it up the following week by beating SC. And it was like, all right, they're off and running. BYU's, they're back. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I, I felt like we've had spots where we were, you know, going into independence, we had, had a difficult schedule. Started out with P5 games from the very beginning. And um, there's some tough lessons to learn, you know. It, and I, I don't know if you learn those lessons unless you just go play the schedule. And uh, going going to Wisconsin and playing them, at, at, uh, you know, on the road, going going two time zones away and playing teams on their home turf, it, it's it's not all ideal. But uh, when when I was looking to get the job, uh, I looked at the schedule. I'm like, yeah, let's go, man. This is this is the type of schedule that I wish I played when I was at BYU back in the day, you know. And and uh, for our guys to to take it head on and to be excited about the opportunities. I, I want them to be focused on learning and, and getting, I mean, going against these behemoths. It, it's a different thing when you say, hey, we need you guys to be strong and big. But you go against big O-linemen, D-linemen, and you're like, yeah, I, I, there's nothing there's nothing better than the experience of going against that. And then, and then you know, you learn in the offseason, get bigger. And, and uh, I think uh, the experience has been the key for our guys. And I'm really appreciative that we have an administration that allowed us to go play these games and, and the support that we had. You mentioned Tennessee. We had a bunch of fans there, and, and our fans show up wherever we travel. And so the the, the fact that we have that support helps us throughout the the, the the entire course of our independence. And going into this last year, we're going to count on that and definitely going into the next conference that we're headed to the Big 12. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Big 12 in a minute, but a lot of people have said that being an independent no longer makes sense. Uh, see, to me, and, and we're going to talk about it a little later on the pod, to me, you guys have done what is the ultimate goal. One, you've given your kids a great experience. Two, you've given your fans a great experience by getting to go to different places and play in different regions of the country. So what what would you say has been the benefit of your independence since 2011? And what do you think your fans would say about the experiences that they've had having gone to all these different places and seen all these different venues? I think you, you hit on it uh, um, earlier when you mentioned that we were able to play different venues in different places. I mean, to, to, to go to, to the East Coast and play uh, a team from the mountains, are, they usually wouldn't schedule that uh, as, as a, as a uh, conference game or even a non-conference game. And so uh, for us, I mean, it's it's not ideal to go travel uh, two time zones, but we, we had no problem with it. We, we adjusted and we, we um, they gave us the freedom to, to do a lot of things. I think the key was you look at COVID and how we dealt with, with the COVID schedule. Um, the, the independence allowed, I mean, this is Tom Homo's baby. So our athletic director, uh, his leadership has been amazing since I've been here, going on my seventh year now with him. And, and, uh, it's been amazing to see him, uh, the, he organize our schedule, get us in a position to be in the big 12 and, and uh, definitely have a schedule that we're going to enjoy from last year. And then another one this year, but that COVID year, it gave us the freedom to operate independent and, and, and schedule these games and actually have a, a full slate of games that, that other people were struggling to get get games going, you know, and, and, and that's because uh, we were given that freedom to, to act and, and, and basically be on our own and schedule those games on our own. We didn't need to go to a, a, a third party or host it to approve of it. And that uh, that in turn allowed us to get into the Big 12 a lot easier and, and with an easier transition. So uh, the leadership from our administration, from our president, our vice president, and definitely our athletic director allowed that to happen. I want to go back to the COVID year for a hot second because I don't think there's many people that know when you guys said anywhere, anytime, you you literally meant it. Uh, we were calling the game. It was Oklahoma against West Virginia. And it was going to be on, I believe it was ABC Prime. It was going to be a big, big platform. 
Oklahoma had way too many positive tests they couldn't play. And you guys were actually trying to effort to get your guys back because you had just released them. You guys had a bye week. You had just released all your players to go home. And you were like, we got to get, we, we can go play West Virginia. Let's go. Let's, like, there was something <laughs> along the lines of that. Do you recall that story? Do you remember what that was like? And, you know, rem- getting that call like, hey, we have a chance now to play against a P5. Do you guys want to do it? And kind of the, the challenges of trying to get everybody back on campus so that you could potentially test and then go play a game with like three or four days notice. It was insane. So do you remember that moment and the chaos that was? Yeah, of course. And, and, and I mean, it, it just goes to show you, you can, if you're ready to, to, to just get a guy, a bunch of guys together, you can play the game anywhere, uh, anytime. And I'm just thankful that our, our administration had the same vision as our players did. I mean, we, we finished our, our bowl game against UCF. And it was early in December, and our players were like, hey, um, is there any chance we can play in another bowl game? And I'm like, I don't know. But we'll check and see. <laughs> and, and, uh, but to have a team that's ready, just wants to play ball, um, you know, it, it worked out. We won a, quite a few of those games. But we actually we went to Coastal Carolina and lost that game. That was difficult to get ready for. But, man, I was so proud of our guys and uh, just the, the opportunity to go love ball and play. It was really cool, you know. So that, that year was a lot – a lot of great memories, um, but more than anything, it's just like, hey, be ready for whoever uh, we're going to play. And just, uh, you know, just for our guys, it's just that that mindset of like, let's just go play ball. It was it was a little bit like when we were kids, you know, trying to ground up all the kids, all, all the neighborhood to go play ball. And, and that, that it was a kind of like a cool little fresh, uh, fresh, uh, a, a good breath of fresh air for all of us to just go play ball. When, when uh, so many things that we took for granted, including the game of football, were were taken and, and, and hurt us with, with the, the COVID disruption. Now, I want to talk about this year's schedule because COVID was, was so crazy, but it feels like forever ago, to be honest with you, what you guys did last year and what I think you guys will do this year. I'll get to the roster in a minute, but your schedule, I mean, it is like a tour of BYU, man. I mean, you guys are going every single corner of the country, South Florida, Oregon, at Liberty, at Boise, at Stanford. You got Notre Dame and Vegas. I mean, how how great is that for a fan base like yours that's national, where you have fans all over the country, to be able to go to them and, and play in, in potentially their neck of the woods and make it a little bit easier for them to come see the BYU Cougars wherever it is that they live? Yeah, that, that, that's that been such a, a huge advantage for us to see our fans. And, um, you know, our, our players are, are so appreciative of the support that they get. And so... It's it's nice. Uh, regardless of the outcome of the game, we want to entertain them and, and have a lot of fun and and put them in different venues and, and and say, hey, this is an opportunity to meet people from different uh, parts of the country. And 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 they can be hostile as, as what our guys just love the game and they love the, the environment of, of college football. It, there's nothing like it. And so um, for them to have these experiences in different places like like Florida and places like uh, going out to Virginia to play Liberty and and. Um, you know, you mentioned Oregon and all these uh, the different places. I mean, all that's in one year, you know, and right. and, and, um, and the, the guys are – it's going to give you great memories. And, and, and But the opportunity to see our fans in different parts of the country, that's the key for us. And uh, that, that, that's been one huge benefit of, of, of the independent schedule is that we're able to see our fans all over the place. And we love our fans at home too, but it's being able to con- connect with our fans everywhere. And then playing that game in Vegas – uh, we feel like we have a bunch of fans there, and, and 
it's going to be a special game against against Notre Dame, their Shamrock series. And so, just honored to be part of this game, man. I, I'm 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 lucky, and I feel honored to be doing this for a job. You know, I get to be around great young men, and we get to compete against other people that are like minded and and uh, share the field with them. And so, we're really looking forward to having a great sportsmanship and playing the game and honoring it as much as we can, and hopefully getting uh, as many victories as we can as well. Well, it's just amazing the the perspective that you get and. Obviously, you are so closely connected to BYU. You played there. Um, it, it obviously means a lot to you to represent. And like you said, I think it's genuine. I, I think you are so genuine when it comes to you talking about the love of program, being able to represent, entertain, all that stuff being just so important. BYU is one of those rare places that recruits itself. Um, there's only a handful out there. BYU, I think, is one of them. Um, and being a faith-based institution – uh, how does that benefit you on the recruiting trail as you guys go all over the country and, and even in some cases internationally to go find players? You know, how does BYU's recruiting pitch change, I guess, in the modern era now with NIL and other things being used on the recruiting trail? Does your recruiting pitch change whatsoever, even though the landscape's changed? No, our, our recruiting pitch will be in line with the, uh, the, the mission of our university and the mission of the of our church, and so that's going to be the key. And uh, we're open open to recruiting every individual that that would want to be a part of this program. Um, obviously, we're a faith based institution, like you said yourself, and, and and we're we're excited about that and the opportunity that we have to to, to go and, and 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 you know show everybody our Christian values and and uh, you know the, our guys aren't perfect, but man, when we play the game of football, we have a lot of fun and we try to enjoy it as much as we can, but. Um, and that's the way we can show gratitude in this world is to enjoy life and have a positive outlook on everything. And so um, I think the recruiting pitch is right in line with what we're trying to do. So the the, the uh, NIL and all these other things that could be distractions, they're actually been a benefit for us. And they're more of a filter where we, we're trying to get our type of guys that, that fit our program, uh, whether, whether they're members of the church or not. I mean, we, we have a good number of players that, that are here that that believe in these values and want to be live this disciplined life. I mean, if you love ball, this is the place to be, you know, you avoid all the distractions. And we had an opportunity to have uh, uh, Andy Reid, who's an alumni, come, come here and and um, <clears throat> speak to the team. And and he talked about uh, avoiding distractions and, and, and how we're set up in the right place to just play ball and, and be the best versions of ourselves in, in college. And and that's what we're trying to focus on. And there's, that that that. That um, rings in a lot of recruits' ears, uh, and they want to be in this environment. And so those are the guys that we're trying to reach out to. And, and the fact that we're uh, you're getting a lot of recognition, a lot of people didn't know about us, and we're having people look us up now more because of the invite to the Big 12 and things like that. It's, it's opening the doors a little bit more to what we're about, and, and we're seeing uh, we're seeing a change in that in that aspect. But we're, we need to make sure that the, the players that are coming here are going to promote the brand, promote the mission of the church and the mission of this university, which falls right in line with the culture and the mission of our team. You're the first coach I've I've talked to that's brought up NIL and and actually it being a benefit <coughs> in providing clarity to the type of player that they want to recruit. That's interesting. I just hadn't thought about that. That's, that's fascinating. You referenced the inevitable move to the Big 12. Uh, and how that maybe has opened doors for you at recruits homes and, and, and things like that. Uh, how has the response changed with the Big 12 move? Because I've asked Dana Holgerson this for Houston. I've asked Luke Fickle this at Cincinnati, and they both say it's it's completely different animal. BYU is a little bit different than those two because you guys have always recruited at a fairly high level. Uh, so I guess how have you noticed a difference knowing that the Big 12 move is moving? 
Well, I think I think uh, just to kind of echo what they've mentioned is is that the uh, there's more talk and buzz about about BYU about the new addition to the, the Big Twelve, those schools, Cincinnati, and then with Houston and, and and with UCF and ourselves. You know, it's 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 uh, because because there's a lot of people talking about the buzz now. People are like, well, maybe I should look up the school from uh, from Provo, Utah. You know, and that's in the mountains and check it out and, and see what they're about. And then so with with uh, information being so readily available uh, uh recruits now can just get online and figure figure us out they can look up clips and see uh, interviews of myself and our coaches our offense coordinator defense coordinator they can find out more about our schemes and so you 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 already get recruits that are recruiting you but they also know more about you you're not having to do the sales pitch of where you've been and what you've done in the past and what your identity of a coaching staff is they they these these kids are really smart, and they turn to the information that's provided to them, and they look it up, and it, it's been it's been amazing. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the, the invite to the Big Twelve has 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 made that a lot of lot easier for for people to talk about us and, and look us up. But also, it's just the technology. It's 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 uh, so advanced that the these young people are just that's how they function. They look things up and they read about it, and they realize, hey, you know what? There's people that I, that we're recruiting that. N- already heard me speak on interviews and, and different um, platforms. And when they get to me, they're like, oh, yeah, you, and they're referencing those things. Like, yeah, Coach, when you talked about this with your culture and all that, and I'm sitting there going, whoa, this is, this is unique. And, and that makes recruiting a lot uh, more fun for me because you, have, you can see the people that are engaged. And I think this uh, generation probably gets it, a bad rap. You know, when we were younger, it's like a lot of the, the – you know, our grandparents and parents talk about how we had it easy. And so it only, if you're complaining about the generation from before, then it's a, it's a bad sign that you're getting old and you're having a hard time adapting. But um, these young people are special and it's an honor for me to be around them to see uh, how they're different than our generation, but uh, also to see how resilient they are too and, and how bright and, and, and innovative they are and, and to apply that to a team, to a culture, to a program. It's been really fun. It's an honor for me to do it. I want to ask you about this year's team, Coach. You bring back a lot, uh, and you had a great year last year. I know it didn't end the way you wanted it to end, but after the performance of last year, really the last two years, and just seeing what you're capable of, knowing that you have so many pieces back, how do you continue to build? Obviously, once you start to have success like this, complacency becomes a real thing. How do you continue to build around Jaron Hall, your quarterback, and around the talented pieces you bring back at wide receiver and around that super experienced defense that you have at all three levels. So how do you continue to build and how do you keep them sharp and keep them running hot throughout fall camp and, and the monotony of fall camp? Yeah, our, I, uh, we, we mentioned we have a saying talking about our culture. We define our culture as a culture of love and learn. you know, And, and so we're, we're built around uh, opportunities to learn. I want our guys to be excited uh, of opportunities to learn. And sometimes everybody thinks learning is, has to be a positive experience. You, you, you learn how hot a stove can be just by touching it when it's, when it's burning. Right. And so there's, there's some lessons that you can learn. that are a little bit painful and they're a little bit harsh, even like a loss. But if you're not taking advantage of the loss and learning the lessons from it, then, then all, all it becomes is that you're focused on your feelings on how the loss feels rather than actually the lessons that are to be learned. And so, even when you win a game, sometimes you overlook some of the mistakes because you like the end, end result was in your favor. And so my focus and our coaching staff's focus is to get, hey, what can we do to maximize the opportunity for us to learn, to apply our, uh, the growth mindset in our program, have our guys be innovative, have them feel like they have mastery and, and, and a connection to the coaches that they can 
feel like they can go to a coach and talk and, and, and give some some insight. Some of our best plays come from our players and and, and their their the imagination that they have and and some of the the wackiest ones I've seen that we've turned down to come from our players too. But <laughs> the key is that we want them to think and and I want them thinking about ball, man. I want them to have fun with it and 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 um and hopefully that can apply to a lot of things that they do in life. I don't want them to be worried about embarrassment or or or, or shame and things like that because that only gets in the way of learning, you know. So we're we're really built on trying to find ways to maximize opportunities to learn, but also to love each other and appreciate each other, show gratitude to our fans and to our uh, to our families by the way that we play the game and the way that we we, we interact with others. And then, um, you know, and, and if we and we're going to fall short in a lot of different areas, but when we do, making sure that we learn from it and try to make sure that we we get better, become a better person because of it. All right, coach, we'll get you out of here with this. We appreciate so much the generosity that you've shown us with your time. And we know that you have an exciting couple of weeks of fall camp coming up, but I got to ask you, and we always do this at the end of every interview. We ask kind of like, not a gotcha question, but a question that's kind of fun. So here's the okay. question for you. Last year, you beat Utah. But in preparation for this interview, I'm going back and doing some due diligence. And the first picture that I saw show up when I typed in Kalani Sataki was you wearing a Utah shirt. Now, I know there's no love lost between the programs. How is it that you were able to put on that Utah shirt knowing that you are such a diehard man that loves BYU? How were you able to go to the dark side for a couple of years as one of their assistant coaches? Okay, listen, I love Utah. And I love the 10 years that I spent there, uh, the, the the wonderful relationships that I, that I made there and the, and the friendships that I, I carried on to now. Uh, and so I have a lot of love for that program and it helped, it helped me get to where I'm at now. Um, I was playing here at BYU with my little brother and then our oldest brother was at Utah. So uh, the, the family has kind of crossed lines in, in, the, in the rivalry here and there, but uh, to have a, a, a relationship for me uh, when my head coach, Lavelle Edwards, had a relationship with Ron McBride, who's a head coach at Utah, and they're good friends, to see that camaraderie and the fact that I had a brother playing on that team, a lot of friends playing on on that team, it's it's unique and it's different. Now, listen, when we played against each other, <laughs> it, it, it was it was like we want to win, right? But right. afterwards, it's kind of cool to have that connection, the camaraderie and the brotherhood that we shared with them in this rivalry game. And, and we're in the community, and, and I, it's been awesome to see our players and, and, and uh, from BYU and players from Utah connect and, and do a lot of service in the community. That's been really cool. I see what they're doing. They're doing some really good things. And, you know, Kyle Whittingham is a great friend of mine and a great mentor to me. So uh, I'll always have appreciation for them, and that fan base has been amazing. I, I grew up a BYU fan, but I always appreciated uh, college football, and I always watched as much as I could. Every, every program that played, I, I'll watch any game. Even to this day, I'll try to watch as many games as I can on a Saturday, you know. And um, so, yeah, it, it was a little different for our people to understand. But, man, that it, it doesn't make – it doesn't – you know, it doesn't take away from the rivalry. I think it adds to it. You have a lot of households that are kind of split that are, that are um, you know, cheer for one or the other. But I think there's a, there's a, there's a good way to do things. I, you probably wouldn't understand this being an Alabama man, right? <laughs> In the South Lake Carroll background. So, yeah. So you've been just tons of rivalry in, in your life from right. high school to college. But um, I, I think the best thing for us is I, I want to beat Utah, but I wish I wish they can win the rest of the games. That's how that's what I want. And and uh, I've said this before, there's nothing wrong with wishing good things for good people. And, and, and if you wish bad things on, good, on bad people, it's only, it can only hurt your soul. And so we're, we're trying to – I think you – 
can live with a good, good a good mindset. And I don't expect the fans to understand that. I think they can do it. And I don't tell fans how to how to act or how to do it, but uh, might as well just try it. It's a lot of fun, you know. And as long as we can uh, uh, find some common ground, which is choosing for the you know, choosing to cheer for the Utah Jazz is what we want to do here. And um, you know, we we can we can find some common ground in a lot of different places. I went to the Garth Brooks concert. Up, up, up at the Rice Cycle Stadium yeah. in the, where Utah plays, and um, there are fans from all 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 different places. I saw hats from all different schools there, and we're all there cheering and, and singing every lyric to the Garth, the Garth Brooks songs. And so it's a lot of fun, and and uh, that's what college football is all about. We can enjoy it, but you can actually enjoy the rivalry games. You you need two teams to buy into it to to make it work, and. I think there's ways that there's some hostility, but there's a, there's a good way that you can do it with a lot of love too. Well, there, there's no denying that uh, you are one of the best people in college football because that was the most eloquent answer in showing respect, yet also saying how badly you want to beat them when you tee it up this season. That was awesome, Coach. I mean, I I, I support completely where you're coming from. I think it's I good. Hang out with, I got to hang out with you more often. You call me eloquent. <laughs> you, know, you give me all these. I mean, I'm feeling really good getting ready to go into camp. Man, you got my, my self-esteem boosting right now. So thank you very much, Greg. No, thank you so much, Coach. We really, really appreciate it. And next time we have you on, I expect you to sing word for word, Friends in Low Places from Garth Brooks, just to just reenact what we saw from that concert. You think you can do it for us next time? Hey, I'm, I'm about trying. I'm not worried about it. I'll make a fool of myself. Have you seen my dance moves? They're not good. I've seen, it's just, I've I've seen so. them. If you ask me to, to dance or sing, I'll do it just, just because uh, – It'll bring some smiles to people's faces, but uh, don't expect it to be any good. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 think you're, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, Coach. We so appreciate the time. Have a great fall camp. Have a great season. We look forward to seeing you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much, Coach. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. What a great interview with Kalani Sataki. He's one of my favorite coaches in America. I've been outspoken about that for years. After calling back-to-back games of his, like we referenced, we called the game at Tennessee that was absolutely phenomenal. That was Zach Wilson's coming out party. And then called the game the following week when they beat USC. I remember from that point forward, I was like, this is my guy. I would play for this guy. (laughs) He is just a player's coach through and through, but also has... Uh, a certain level of respect and a certain level of accountability that's expected, obviously, within his program. So just an amazing visit with him. So really appreciate the time. Look, BYU is an independent. And a lot of people feel like, well, we talk about Notre Dame. So apply however you want to apply. We refer to independence as the bigger picture, not just BYU, not just Notre Dame. 
I'm talking about independence more in a bigger picture sense, because we get the sense now, at least it seems this way in college sports. Like if you're not in a conference, you might as well just quit. <laughs> That's the way some people have kind of phrased the world of independence. I don't, I don't think it's fair first and foremost. And I know that even though recent examples might disprove that notion of, hey, well, you're kind of behind if you're an independent. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Look at what BYU has done. Let's just talk about them for an example. We'll get to Notre Dame and we can you know talk about their situation here in just a minute. But let's look at the schedule that they've been able to provide their fans over the last handful of years. BYU, of course, remember a few years back, the SEC, some other leagues, they said, you got to play an out-of-conference Power 5 opponent. Well, BYU said, all right, we're up for it. Let's go. We'll play you. <laughs> and they counted as a Power 5. So as a result, they've been fortunate to create a lot of very interesting matchups for their fans. Let's talk about a few of those. They've gone to Ole Miss. They've gone to Texas. They've gone to Notre Dame. They've gone to Wisconsin. They've gone to Nebraska, Michigan, Mississippi State, Washington, Tennessee, Baylor, and USC. They've gone and given their fan base road trips to every single one of those environments. Isn't that the goal? Isn't the goal to be to provide the most compelling matchup possible on a week-in, week-out basis? Isn't it to provide interest and intrigue for your fans? Has there been a team that's been more willing to play in difficult environments than BYU in recent years? Because there's not many off the top of my head. But Notre Dame has built-in rivalries. Stanford comes to mind. SC comes to mind. Of course, they've abandoned a few other rivalries along the way. They don't play Michigan on an annual basis anymore. They do every once in a while. They don't play Michigan State. They obviously have Notre Dame, Ohio State this year, but it's not like they're playing Purdue and Indiana and all these other schools that would long be considered rivals. They're now playing with the ACC, and five of those games a year aligned with the ACC are beneficial to help fill out Schedule. I think it's difficult to schedule nowadays, by the way, in college football, especially when you're a team that's very capable of beating the opposition. For instance, I think it's tough for BYU to schedule sometimes because they're dangerous. If they were a punching bag, yeah, I'll, we'll play them. <laughs> but no, they could go into your house and push you around and ultimately get the win. Just as Tennessee, just as USC, just as some of the teams in the Power Five they've beaten in recent years. Also got to acknowledge that BYU, with their ultimate flexibility, they've had games at the Superdome against LSU. They've gone to FedEx Field and played against West Virginia. They also had, later this year, they have a neutral site game against Notre Dame in Las Vegas. So I think that while we acknowledge that being an independent in the future for college football is probably going to get increasingly difficult. It's probably going to be tougher five years from now, 10 years from now. And if, for whatever reason the Big Ten and the SEC pull away, it might be impossible to be an independent. But in the immediate, in 2022, being independent is pretty awesome. BYU, I know, will be aligning with the Big 12 here sooner than later. I get that. So they are abandoning their independence. But in the time that they've had it, for the last 10, 12 years, have they provided a lot of very intriguing opportunities for their fans to consume BYU football? The answer is yes. So let's not totally cast judgment on teams that choose to go independent. I'm looking at you, that everybody that's saying, well, Notre Dame, they got to join a league. I get that. Believe me, 
there are things about Notre Dame that frustrate me as well. I'd love to see them play a 13th game every year. Last year, I would have loved to have seen them play against the Cincinnati. I'd love to see them figure out a way to play against the top group of five or the team that might be considered the best team that's not playing in a conference championship game. Think about a couple of years ago. How great would it have been? I know, let's just forget the fact that Notre Dame in this particular season that I'm going to discuss, they played against Clemson in the ACC championship game. But let's just say that this was a normal year and they weren't in a conference championship game. Let's say they played Texas A&M, who at that time was 9-1. and one. The winner, they get to punch their ticket to the college football playoff. That's something I could get on board for. But, hey, if ultimately it's about serving the fans and ultimately it's about creating quality matchups, Notre Dame and BYU and every other team that's been an independent for the last few years, they for the most part have been able to provide that. So I will not judge. Not in 2022. I will not judge those that are independents. I will applaud those that are independents. And then when they inevitably align with a conference, we'll discuss that move down the road. <laughs> For all of us here at Always College Football, remember, the college football season is upon us. It is never going to close here at Always College Football. We appreciate you being with us. Please like, rate, and subscribe, whether it be on the ESPN YouTube channel, on Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. If you do all those things, like, rate, and subscribe, it helps us out, helps the show out. You can interact with the show on social media, both on Instagram and on Twitter at always CFB. And then you can hit up the show via email at always college football at gmail.com. So we appreciate the interactions that we'll have together. For all of us here at Always College Football, for Mark Kubiak, I'm Greg McElroy. We hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, it's always college football. Hey guys, it's Greg McElroy. Thanks for watching Always College Football. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts.